You can do whatever you want in the afternoon. You can nap, you can go play golf, you can go ride four-wheelers. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Jeff McMenamin. Uh, did I get that right? You got it right. Yes. So for, for all of you listening, we were, we were teaching me how to pronounce his last name before the show, but let me give you a little bit of background about Jeff because over the last five years, he has sold over 500 houses, right? Over five years. It's 100 on average. Now, check this out. He went from a four-person team at Keller Williams to starting his own independent brokerage, which now houses over 16 agents plus two full-time operations staff. The brokerage is called Hot Doors, and we have the brokerage owner right here in front of us because he's going to be breaking out the tips for us today about how to work your sphere and the step-by-step playbook. In addition, in topic two, we're going to be covering the social media playbook. So strap on your seat belts because we're going to get all the goodies out of Jeff. And then in topic three, we're going to talk about online lead follow-up, which I know 90% of you listening to this absolutely suck at. So Jeff, super excited to have you on the show. How are you, my friend? Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, Doing great. Uh, Coming off the weekend, just, uh, you know, Monday morning, feeling lean and mean, ready to uh, attack the week. Dude, we were just, we were talking before the show and you're telling me that you have three kids and it's like, I got two. And I feel like my weekends are always a freaking blur. Always. Between the open houses, between building the business, between spending time with them. It's like I need a weekend from the weekend. And I haven't figured out how to add more days to my calendar yet. I think, uh, you know, I I make the joke all the time. Like one of the reasons I'm good is I'm so anxious to run out of the house sometimes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) uh, I love... uh, I love... Like everything. I love my time with them. I love my time at work. I love my time here. You know, it's, I I unplug, I unplug a lot from work and I unplug a lot from, you know, the family when I'm at work. So I'm, I set pretty hard boundaries. Um, and then we can, we kind of dive more into that as we go. But dude, I, I love it. But listen, take me back to five years ago. Give us a little bit of context. What did your first year look like? Cause, uh, I'll just make a safe assumption that you weren't slaying a hundred you know, doors your first year, I think you probably worked up to it, right? Oh, yeah. So I got licensed in a, uh, I got licensed in like March or April. Um, actually, you know, prior to getting licensed, I worked in marketing and advertising. Um, I worked for all the, you know, if you Google best company, I'm from Cleveland. So if you Google best companies to work for in Cleveland, uh, I was working for all of them uh, over the course of my, the young stages of my career. And I just wasn't happy. Uh, I hated. I found something to like not like about everything. Um, and you're, you're I, what I call psychologically unemployable, and so, I'm part of that club too. And I and I looked in the mirror and I was like, "Well, what's wrong with all these companies?" I was like, "Well, what's the common denominator? It's me." Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So maybe you should just shut up and, and go do something for yourself. So uh, I couldn't design anything. I, I can't build anything. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. So I was, it was basically a coin flip. You know, I deep dived on insurance sales and I deep dived on real estate. Uh, and, and this one just won. Um, and ironically, I have my family background is in insurance. Uh, my mom's in insurance. My uncle's a pretty successful insurance uh, broker. And I was just like, you know what? Let's try real estate. Uh, maybe I was mentally treating that as like a fallback plan. Um, but got going, got my license. I actually quit my full-time job and I just got a part-time job in order to get through classes quicker. Cause when I w- when I started, I couldn't get licensed online. I had to go to physical classes. Um, so I just quit the job so I could do it faster. Uh, and got a part-time job, uh, mopping floors just so I could have some sort of income coming in while I was kind of getting in the launch period. Um, so got licensed my first few months, uh, got licensed first few months of 2017 and, and closed 20 houses that year. Um, the, I think there you go. Was, that's a lot. 20 houses your first year. There you go. Awesome. To me, it was like an all in commitment. Again, I was in like, you know, I, I worked in advertising, but I was in B2B sales, you know, and I really had a, like an honest conversation with my wife of just hyping her up of like, Hey, I'm in B2B sales. It's arguably the easiest job in the world to get hired for. Like it's a challenging job to keep, but it's an easy job to get hired for. And let me try this. Let me let's try this venture out. Uh, if it doesn't work, I can go get hired somewhere else really quickly. And and I think she knew it would work, and I think I knew it would work. So we were just all in on it really quickly. Um, you know. So I, your, your first year you did twenty. Your second year you did how many? So year two I jumped to like fifty five. Um, wow. And then year three? Uh, that was 60, I think. I think I only jumped 60 that one. And so then, what was the difference between year one, year two, where you went from 20 to 50, and then year three, where you went from 50 to 60? What do, what was the biggest um, change between year one and year two? Yeah, I think, well, I believe there's just a ramp up period. Like you have to, it does take time to to make your sphere acclimated and to, to mentally train your sphere, um, which is predominantly what I work is my sphere of influence. But it's, it takes them time to remember like, Oh, Jeff's in real estate. Oh, Jeff's in real estate. Um, the other, the other factor that's not really controllable, but I do think is a, is a by you know, I give, I do give some level of uh, credit to this, my success early is I was 31 when I started. Um, when you're 31, you know this. Everybody you know is moving. I'm like, I come from a, I come from a city where not a lot of people, you know, really leave the city. Um, so everybody I knew from high school, from college, stayed there. Um, so the social circle was pretty big, and everybody I knew was moving. You know, 31, you're either, you know, getting into your first house, or you might already have your first house, and you're moving into your second house. You know early thirties, people start having babies. So those people, you know, get shoved out of their house pretty quickly. So I would say I was in the tornado of everybody I knew was moving. I just had to be in the middle and grab something. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's super unique, right? Where you, I'm assuming you're somewhat in a small town, everybody kind of stays or once they get there, they don't really leave. Correct. Unlike, you know, where I'm from. That's, small. that's like, I'm like, that's where the, I think that's where the volume comes from too. I live in the most populated suburb, probably in Ohio, um, definitely in Cleveland. 
Wow. Wow. See, I moved, I moved from Philly 1500 miles, give or take south to Florida. So like, I don't know a single soul. I came and I had no friends, no influence, no sphere, yeah. uh, no anything. So for me, that's a little bit unique. Meanwhile, are you, are you in your hometown? I'm in my hometown. Yeah, so you have the benefit of like going to school there, being from there. And did you go to college relatively close by? Coach hockey there. Uh, (laughs) There you go. But yeah, I go to college pretty close by. Uh, A lot of, there's a lot of, you know, larger state schools, you know, all within like 150 miles of Cleveland. Um, So it's, you can pick one of 10 schools and only be, you know, hour and a half, two hours away. Yeah, that, which which is mental to to think, right? And I want to make sure that we put a little bit of context around this because I think you're right. The ramp up period between when you first get started gets severely underestimated by yeah. how much effort and time, most importantly, it's going to take you to actually get stuff coming in on a regular. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. This is why I love our topic number one is because once you get a system around working your sphere, especially if you have the leverage of being in a specific area for years or growing up, then I'm, assu- I'm assuming there's a little bit of method to your madness. So let's let's dive in. What what does it mean when we're saying system process for work in a sphere? What does yours look like? Because you were at a different brokerage. You were at Keller Williams, and now you've opened up your own. Yep. So I want to tie that into your story a little bit too, because that's very interesting sure. where you would have a big name to then go out on your own and, and what the dynamics of that transition look like. Yep. So the early years, the early years, it was just, it was being loud. Um, it was, you know, being loud on social media. Uh, I was, I'm a, I'm a habitual podcaster. I'm always trying to learn something. Um, you know, I remember a lot of that time it was, you know, it was a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk podcasts. Um, and he talks so much about what he calls hand to hand combat, uh, which I just view as it's personal, you know, to me that at that time it was a lot of personal calls to people, you know, keeping 10 to 15 rolling text message conversations every single day to 10 new people every single day. Um, and not necessarily, Hey, who do you know who wants to buy, sell or invest in real estate? Just more, Hey Peter, how are you? How's things going? Um, and just keep, you know, to me, that's I, I easy to keep control I, of. I think that's so huge and it's so easy to do and it's so easy not to do. Right. Because some people I know that are going to listen to this are going to say, well, that feels weird. I'm just hitting up somebody who I haven't talked to in so long and just asking them, how are they doing? Like nobody ever does that for me. Yeah. Well, it's time you start. Yeah. Ask people how they're doing and, and you're, you're going to get some wild answers. And so honestly, the hard part is, is you're going to get to a point where everybody's responding to you. And now you're just playing whack-a-mole with your text messages all day. Um, Dude, I, I literally, I, I can't make this up. I'm looking at my phone right now and I got 71 messages and I'm like, fuck, I can't even get through all of them. And I'm like, nervous. how do you become efficient? I'm nervous to check. I have 120 right now. 
So. Yeah, and, and I'm the kind of person that is always in box zero. So when when it comes to steps work, you know, to working your sphere, first of all, why do you have 120 messages? And two, how do you get through them when yeah. it comes to actually working them efficiently and effectively? What I'm hoping is, is some of those are showing time contacts that just like... Yes. <laughs> and I'm also hoping that there's like a couple group texts that are just lingering out there. So we can wipe those away, I'll be excited. Um, but I, the sphere, so in the early years, it was a lot of just, just keep in touch with people and just honestly, it was a lot of mental whack-a-mole. Um, as I progressed in the career and I learned the value of, you know, I joined a coaching program. Um, you know, I got into coaching pretty quickly. I was in the Keller Williams ecosystem and they're very, you know, I, in the, in the greatest way, they push a lot of top agents into coaching. Um, so I wasn't in their specific coaching program, but did coaching, learned how to, uh, get, learned how to put a process around what I was doing already. Um, I was keeping in contact with a lot of people, but there was no habit to it. There was no system to it. There was nothing that I could like show someone other than, Hey, I wake up and I talk to a lot of people. Um, in coaching, it, it allowed me to, you know, get really focused on a CRM, uh, and understand like what that actually means. Like a lot of us like, are like oh yeah, I got to get my CRM in order. I'm like, what I want is I'm like, I want the CRM to tell me the 15 people that I need to talk to every day. I'm like, to me, that is the optimal working of the CRM. And that's what we, you know, that's what myself and my coach dived a lot into is get it to a point where they're going to, where the CRM is just going to tell you who you need to talk to every day and you can take the guesswork. And how do you do that? Because that's one of the things that I struggle with. It's I got, I just reconciled my whole phone book the other day. Yeah. I got 3,100 contacts in my phone book alone. That's not yeah. counting my Facebook friends. That's not counting all of the amazing people that have come onto the podcast that are not in my phone book. So like, first of all, do you use a specific CRM that you found this to work the greatest with? And two, is this like an action plan or something that you have created over time? Or is, does this come out of the box? Yep. All right. So I'm an avid follow-up boss user. Uh, you know, no payment, no promo code, just someone who believes in, in, in that. They better amazing. sponsor the show at some point. Yeah. <laughs> that's, to me, that's an amazing CRM that I have found very, you know, works very well and is in line with what I'm looking for. Um, there are other great ones out there. There are other ones that we've used along the way. Um, that's just the one that I personally favor. So that's where I stick to. Uh, you know, what you kind of going back to what you said, how do you do it? I think a lot of us are impatient. It does take a little bit of time to get it up and running. Like you said, you have 3,100 names. I would figure out how I could chop that to a more manageable monthly. Cause if you did 3,100 and you divided it by the 20, like call it 20 working days where things aren't going to get in your way. It's 155 a day. I think that's too much to talk to people. Dude, way, way too much. I can't get through the stuff that I that I have right now. And these are all people that I already have a real active relationship with that I intimately know. Right? So to me, I we found that I can handle 15 to 25, depending on how deep we go, 15 to 25 sphere touches a day where I'm like talking to people and actually giving them some attention. Um so we focused on create, making that number, trimming it down in follow-up loss. So it's yeah. a rolling day thing where every day I log in, it's giving me more and more, you know, it's giving me the, a new crop of those amount of people to call every single day. Um, now, some of them, we want to touch them 
once a month. Some of them, we want to touch them once a week. You know, I always make the, I use it a great analogy. My mom's friends. I don't have a reason to call my mom's friends uh, every day, every week, every month, but they should get my mail every quarter. They should hear from, you know, all right, make sure I go like one of their posts, make sure I go comment on some of their stuff. I should pop up to them a little less frequently. And then the hot, you know, I'm, I'm in Cleveland. So we have a lot of people out of state who try to invest in Cleveland because I, I call it like penny stock investing here um, for some wealthy people. I talk to them every week because they, they, they're ready to buy something every week. Um, so you just kind of, you know, you start to classify, you know, we use a hot nurture watch system um, to classify, you know, hey, here's the people I need to talk to a lot. Here's the people I need to talk to a little bit less. And it does take time to, to build it. A lot of us think that we can just like lop out, do a mass export of all the names that we know and just leave it in the last time and bon voyage. Yeah, Business I'm just going to tag them all in a day. I'm like, no, it's going to take you a month or two to, to, to work these, to do the same things every day. A lot of the stuff that us real estate agents hate, you know, we hate doing the same thing every day. We hate going and sitting in at our desk every day and, and, and doing that. Um, you know, we like answering emails. We like doing that stuff. I'm like, no, commit to this. So for over a month and what this takes away is this takes away the amount of time that you're laying in bed and you say, Oh crap, I got to call this person. Oh crap. I forgot to call this person. Yeah. Uh, the amount of like the amount of mental energy that I was spending just in bed of like, Oh shit. Did I, did, did I do this? Like follow up. Awesome. Well, and, and that's, that's the point. And that's the point that I'm at right now. Right. Where I'm trying to figure out quote unquote, like how to make my time more efficient and effective. So sure. what are some of the steps that you utilize to work your database other than putting it in the CRM, have some kind of automation that tells you when to actually call them. Like how do you break down your leads? How many do you call? What does that look like? Uh, create, honestly, you can take all the real estate stuff out of it. Create more habits in your life. Um, mm. It is. I'm like, I, I hate to go there because it's super hokey. Um, but it's, it's true. I'm like, you got to create more habits to me. I'm, I'm an avid. I like, I like the same things. Every, I'm a high S on that disc scale. Uh, I like doing the same stuff every day. That makes me happy. Um, I, I like when I, I like when I know what I'm walking into in a day. For me, I'm very protective of my morning. Uh, I make sure I'm doing all this stuff in the morning because in the morning I've got energy. In the morning, my assistant knows, you know, not to, you know, not to throw a bunch of stuff in my way. Um, you know, a lot of my wife and kids don't bother me as much in the morning. Um, so just things I'm like, train the people, the closest people around you kind of leave you, you know, leave your time to work. And then the afternoon, he'll just take care of itself. I believe if you're talking to the right amount of people every day for you, you can do whatever you want in the afternoon. You can nap, you can go play golf, you can go ride four wheelers, you can jump out of a plane, whatever you want to do. If you do the work in the morning, I'm like, it's going to take care of you the rest of the day. Which, you know, kind of blows my mind here because when I think of like our steps for work in our sphere, I think people make it so complicated. Everybody makes it so complicated. People like 10, 10 to 20 messages, 10 to 20 texts, 10 to 20 calls. Do the first thing in the morning. What's what's the magic bullet? Everybody wants the magic bullet for talking about like how do and I struggle with this as a team leader. How do I teach you to be friends with the people that you're already friends with? <laughs> you've got to know that is so true like okay this past weekend it was a great example uh it was the 
wrestling fan. Uh, it was the Royal Rumble this past weekend, which is a big deal in the wrestling world. I know the 15 to 20 people that I might talk to this week who might care about that. And I'll ask them, hey, what'd you think? Like, you know, because they want to talk about that. They don't want to, they don't want me to bother them about, does your mom, you know, hey, who do you know who wants to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? Like, you just will never hear those words come out of my mouth. Be friends with your people. Dive deep on your people. I think that's really what I wanted to get across because the topic in itself is a little bit tricky because there is no method to how you work your sphere other than you pick up the phone, you call, you text, you wish a happy birthday, you take your 3000 or let's say you take your 100 person database, you divide it into equal amounts of what you can do per day and you just stay consistent. That's, that's, that's really the playbook there, right? To me, the method is like, the method is I have follow-up boss tooled in well enough to tell me who to talk to in a given week. Um, after that, does that come out of the box or is that something that you just basically, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's something you got to sit down and work at and, and set it up in such a way where, you know, uh, you know, you're going to import your 3,100 people in there. I would lop off, you know, a few, you know, lop off whatever percentage you want. And then, Start working it in a way where you now set an alert for the first 10 people you talk to. You know, you're going to get notified in 30 days to talk to them again. And then the next day, you're going to tackle another 10 people. And then you're going to set another 30-day notification. So you can see how it's always rolling over. Um, and you, you might start realizing that you're talking to the same people on the same days every month. Um, but, you know, our oblong calendar don't, won't allow that. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, to me, it's, it's that simple. But there, there's challenge in doing that, you know? I, I, I love it. The irony behind what we're talking about here, it's a secret, but it's simple and it's wide known. You just haven't heard it the way we're talking about it right now, maybe, or you, you've heard it and you just needed a little bit of a reminder. Because when we're talking about playbooks and step-by-steps, we just like to make shit complicated. Oh, for sure. We just do. You know, there's got to be some kind of secret sauce. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below.